obviously I pissed you off. Yeah. That's as intensely as you retaliated and you mentioning that you already thought you wouldn't like me because of last season. So when it comes to that, I mean, I've had to deal with that from a lot of people, not just you, like my career. I was literally like, I mean, I was beat up by my dad, people in school, other football players that I played sports with constantly because of my personality and because I was too much and too flamboyant and too this. And I silenced myself for a long time and got to a really dark place. So when I found drag and I found like my voice again and my personality and I started to flourish, it got a little out of hand. I can feel what Eureka's saying about feeling like she wasn't heard. When I started my career, I didn't feel like I could speak out or speak up. There was a long time, most of my drag career, I was just trying to show up, do, get my money and leave. And then I decided that, you know, with the current climate that I needed to start speaking up. So I like lean into saying exactly what the fuck I think. Which is why when somebody pushes, pokes the bear, that's why it goes from zero to 100. Because it is still new for me and I don't, know how to get to 50. Unfortunately, you know, my damage next to Eureka's damage does not mix well. At this point, all we can do is move forward. I would like that. I thought this was a really interesting place to arrive at. Um, especially after last week's Untucked. Oh, sure. Um, I thought this was just an interesting conversation that wasn't about, oh, here, we've resolved our differences. Oh, yeah. It was more just like, oh, okay, you have your shit, and I have my shit, and it's similar in a way. We both just want to be heard. Yeah. And that the damage that's come from that, from not being heard, is conflicting. Sure. And I thought it was very like honest and very true. Oh, and I, I love that what Vixen said, or the Vixen said, she said, uh, you know, I'm not ready to put like a bow on this. Yeah. Like I'm not there. Yeah. And I think that there are so many cases uh, in conflict where one person has to has to give just to please the other person. Mm -hmm. Oh, oh, you need a hug. All right, I'll give you a hug. It's almost like uh, in the in RuPaul's reunions, but she's like, "Will you hug for Mama? Yeah, just do it for me." Mm -hmm. It's like, no, it's I'm not, not gonna hug her. Right, right. I, yeah, it's I'm I'm not doing this for myself. And why am I doing it? Sure. Yeah. And at the same time, the vixen is also being like, you know, we can move forward. Like, mm -hmm. I, I'm glad, I, I think I, I understand now. I think I see this more and mm -hmm. see what this conflict was. Yeah. I wonder how the Vixen is reacting seeing what Eureka said after she walked away from that fight, being yeah. like, I did that on purpose. Like, I wonder what her thoughts are now mm -hmm. um, and if this would have gone a different way. But because um, right. for me, I'm after hearing, you know, knowing the other side of that fight from Untucked and hearing Eureka being like, I did this on purpose. Uh, I'm happy to see the hesitation from the Vixen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's I think it's some hesitation. I think it's also just um, it's just, a, a, I think, a natural place to land. Of like, OK, great. We've acknowledged why we've conflicted here and we've had an honest conversation um that doesn't mean everything's all better right. now that doesn't that just means that we can be friendly yeah and that there's i think there's that gray area of all of this that someone like eureka might be very uncomfortable with I'm like okay good we're good now we're good right whereas the vixen's like well we're healing from this and we're moving on from this yeah. and and but i think you know what i heard from the vixen was like but i'm not going to just like trust you again sure and then what i heard from eureka is like you know what all i really needed was 
uh, uh, the the green light from you that we can just move forward because mm-hmm. that's all I want. Yeah, I don't really need the handshake or the hug. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it would be nice for me and my hurt self, right? But you don't have to give that to me. And I I, th- I thought that was big of her to say no uh, at, towards towards the end mm-hmm. of that conversation because she could have been like, oh, why don't, you're not giving me a hug. You're being you're, negative. You're being negative. Right. <laughs> Shit, right. Could you imagine? Right. I know. Terrible. Yeah. Well, I think that like this was the clip of the week for me. I mean, yeah. a lot of a lot of great things happened this episode. Mm-hmm. A lot of laughter things that I actually wanted to be the clip of the week. But I thought because this is the storyline right now and because I think so many queer people um, clash. Mm-hmm. And do have baggage that is just li- just literally lying underneath the surface, yeah. ready to come out in a different form. Um, I think it's important for us to highlight this this moment that 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 they both recognize. Oh God, that's right, that's right. You have your years of shit, and I have my years of shit. You mm-hmm. know, and also the fact that they're on TV, mm-hmm. right? And that it's being presented. Yeah. Um, had this not been on TV, do I think that this conversation would have been had? I don't know. Yeah. Um, maybe it wouldn't have needed to be had, but they need to be in the same room together. Yeah. So Mayhem, you know, the peacekeeper, just kind of brings this to the table uh, and, and, and starts it off. Um, I like that it was Mayhem. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's important that this outside person who is, you know, has done drag for a long time and mm-hmm. probably sees both of these girls as, as a certain way. And is like, look, we need to settle this because what, what happened, what I saw was really fucked up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, certainly. I think that like that she was necessary to, to have that conversation. I think that if she didn't intervene, I think chances are they would have just stayed in their own, you know, their own orbits. I think that the, the vixen had, made and that the, would have been fine too, sure, but, it, but I think the vixen had made the decision that it was like, okay, what Eureka wants is attention. I'm going to ignore it. And so I'm I, any, anything I give her, whether it's, you know, it's just like not what I'm interested in getting involved in is feeding that. Um, and I, that oh, made sense to me. Like yeah, I understood right. that because it was like, I don't need to deal with that. Yeah. And that's how I'm going to not deal with it's it. It's a distraction. Yeah. But I think that doesn't resolve the tension in the room. And it doesn't mean that the next time, uh, Eureka's feeling a certain when them's feeling a certain way about something else that this iceberg is underneath. Sure, it, right? exactly. Right. I mean, we <laughs> talked about that with the whole Aquaria and uh, Cracker thing of like, uh, what was it that uh, the vixen? I mean, she was not only feeling a certain way about how Aquaria was acting and untucked, but there was that underlying thing as well from the fact that like Aquaria had said all these issues she had with Cracker and then yeah. like denied it when Cracker was right. in the room and the vixen was left holding the truth she's like yeah she's like yeah. I, I don't want to deal with this drama anymore are you kidding me stop right. it right so when those little like those things just get left over and unresolved they just seem to inform the next it's almost conflict. like instead of saying i said what i said it's more now it's like i heard what i heard mm-hmm. like are you kidding me yeah yeah so it's i mean i i think that this was getting this resolved was necessary or, or whatever resolution they've arrived at was necessary just so that they could start not clean slate, but like energetically kind of clear the cash sure. a little. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, I also think that this was a good clip of the week for us to start with because it was also a chance for us to kind of, or maybe more so me, I don't know about you, I'll speak for myself. Um, I don't want to say amend, um, continue some of the things I was saying in last week's episode. Obviously, uh, it was, I think I'd mentioned it was a hot takes episode. Um, <laughs> but like, 
you know, full disclosure. Flaming hot. Yeah, flaming hot. Totally. <laughs> like full disclosure. And like we had this conversation with a lot of people. We had a lot of responses. Um, oh, I, I just I just want to th- reach out to our listeners and say thank you for all of the um, dialogues yeah. that were engaged. I, th- I thought the discussions that we had offline were really rich. And, oh my God, they were um, so good. Great. Yeah. yeah, they were so good. And I like- And it wasn't with people agreeing with us. You no, know what I mean? No. I think that's important to state. Yeah. Like it was, oh my God, there's there's certain ways to engage in dialogue and there's certain ways that you just like come for somebody, right? Yeah, yeah. there's and a it, difference between a conversation and just like a drive-by. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. right. Uh, so thank you to everyone who wanted to have a conversation. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was, it was kind of interesting looking back on last week because obviously I have a clear head about it now. Um, but yeah, very much my response last week was like super like an emotional response was super like a as they say a triggered response sure um and while i felt i i don't want to say i regretted that um it certainly uh it wasn't the kind of perspective i would have three days later with some time to process and like take notes um i found the benefit of that was like i don't know walking the talk of all right mary is like you're free to be vulnerable you're free to be emotional like you're free to just kind of be who you are yeah, and having having to check yourself yeah, right and, yeah. and reevaluate and like, yourself and yeah that you don't have to put aside your sensitivity sure uh for another cause and so and i appreciate the people who wrote in who were like yeah i was feeling a lot of that same stuff i know what you're talking about yeah. um so i thought that was valuable but i felt like this was an opportunity to say i see it a lot differently now obviously sure. now sure. than i did then right. um I still I still have questions about Eureka's, you know, when she decided that she was provoking something. I have questions about all that, but like it doesn't really it doesn't matter. It does like those are just like details I don't have. Yeah. Let me just finish. It's okay. not it's not those details don't matter. I'm just saying I don't know them, but at the the larger story and the larger picture I see. Mm-hmm. Um and like I fully I think especially after this week and the conversation this week, I fully appreciate what happened in Untucked oh. and why it happened. And I think maybe having this lens of, of really kind of understanding each person's damage. Sure. And when you see, oh, you need to be heard and you haven't been heard. You need to be heard and you haven't been heard. And now you're in this room, like having that come up against each other. Right. Um, I just think that like that was really illuminating and really yeah. helpful to see this beyond my own stuff. Right. And, you know, see it for what it really was. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I think... Um in terms of Eureka, I mean, she was she. She just kept at while the vixen was talking, mm-hmm. just kept talking over her and asking the same question, like who, who, and I. I don't want to rehash it all, but mm-hmm. I was like, this is for me. It was com- clearly orchestrated, mm-hmm. and it bought and it really bothered me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I from this episode, I see why she was doing all of that. Maybe. Maybe I still think that Eureka needs to be held accountable a little bit for not a little bit. She needs to be held accountable for 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 creating it. Um, yeah. I, that that still has gone unanswered. And, you know, maybe I haven't heard anything from her perspective on uh, social media. I've I yeah, I, I don't know. But um, yeah, I I her story here certainly, you know, pulled at my heartstrings and I was like, OK, I see you as a person. But, you know, as somebody else who's been hurt and has been through things, I'm not going to, you know, provoke and, and manipulate like that. That mm-hmm. that seemed really, really low. Yeah. I Again, I, I don't disagree. I think that choosing to do that in order to get a reaction, choosing to do that in order to get attention um, is fucked up. It's not unique to Eureka. That's a 
that's what trolls do to to queens on social media yeah. is they provoke them and they want the negative response right. because they just want a response. They want yeah. to be seen. Um, so I just, I think there is, I think that this whole idea of like people wanting to be heard, I mean, that's such like a, an across the board, across oh party God. lines, across races, across genders. People just want to be heard and validated. Right. And Especially on social media, yeah. right? That's like why Facebook is the way it is. Yeah. Because people are putting their ideas and thoughts out there and they want to be heard and validated yeah. with a button press. And people will go to really irrational lengths to do that. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I don't want to get into it right now, but there might be examples of that right now in, you know, <laughs> of like, what's going on here? Um, hint, hint, we'll talk about it. Nuance. nuance. <laughs> um, but, and then just the point being that like, it doesn't seem rational and people could say, oh, that the Vixen's response was quote unquote irrational. People can see it that way, but it's like rational is not the only lens. You know what I mean? Like damage is not rational. Yeah. And those icebergs aren't rational. And so when you have this core wound of not being heard and this core wound of not being seen, I feel like you will go beyond logic just to heal that. Sure. In the same way that people will turn to anything else to feel better. You, you put up all your barriers, mm -hmm. all your walls come up. I mean, I think I said this last week, but I'll reiterate it again because I kept feeling it watching that fight again, is that it's just these two very these two pained queer people that have that their issues we're seeing their issues right because of the pr the pressure of untucked the pressure of uh the show losing sleep losing food all of that stuff on top of mm -hmm. oh my issue is being poked at right now right and it's like this is it's it's so sad to see two beautiful people that are trying to to flourish and and show their light on this show and one of them is provoking the other. That, that was it was hard to see. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think if there's any kind of like other perspective, because we try to do here at All Right Mary is see multiples, um, is that, you know, chaos proceeds change. And sometimes everything has to blow up before you can kind of build something new. Yeah. Um, again, I'm not saying, oh, good thing Eureka provoked her, but it's like, good thing they got into this conflict and good thing that this blew up because then that could facilitate like, What's that about? Well, and I think that a lot of people need to have more empathy for the vixen. And I'm and I say that truly. What she said was really really strong. Mm -hmm. The fact that she's like, "You know what? Like, you know, I I I lean into saying exactly what the fuck I think, which is why when somebody pokes the bear, why I go from 0 to 100 because it's still new for me. I don't know how to get to 50. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that she needs to learn how to get to 50, but I do need, but I do say it's important for her to recognize that she doesn't know how to get to 50 yet. Mm -hmm. And that there's a reason why, because a, it's new because she has this past of just shutting up and taking it, mm -hmm. which I don't think anybody would say is a good thing. No, that's, um, that's zero. And this is a hundred. Neither is being like, Oh, this works. Right. Yeah. And, and I know a lot of our Marys agree that this current climate right now, and I'm not just talking about politics. I'm mm -hmm. talking about social stuff. I'm talking about the Black Lives Matter movement, the gun laws. I'm talking about all of that. Mm -hmm. This current climate, we need to be speaking up when we see an injustice upon our brothers, our sisters, our friends, ourselves. And I see what she's saying, that she's like, okay, so I... I, I Realize that I need to start speaking up and now I need to, you know, grow and mm -hmm. learn. Yeah. And I I think that's amazing. And and what I loved 
and then she and then she's the one that brought on this idea of like you know my damage next to Eureka's does not mix well. I'm like speaking my language here. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know how many relationships, friendships or otherwise, don't work because of damage, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I then I loved her smile when Eureka was talking. She like starts to smile because she gets probably a little uncomfortable or yeah or 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 something else. Like it was just this beautiful moment that I don't know if you noticed this, but the camera stayed on the vixen. It did not really go to Eureka in that moment. It stayed on the vixen. Mm-hmm. And for me, it was like, okay, we need to make sure that the vixen is where she is and that mm-hmm. she needs to be. I, 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 it feels like we needed to see that she kind of has come into another place and that this way we can move on as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Because for me, and I hope the editors are seeing this also, that yes, this was a cr- not a crime, but like this was a, a, a conflict against Eureka in a sense, right? That Eureka needed to come out of. Mm-hmm. And uh, not Eureka, the Vixen. Yeah, I was say, I, I <laughs> the conflict the was against was like the that, Vixen yeah. mm-hmm. um, that the Vixen needed to come out of. And Eureka, um, you know, the jury's still out on Eureka for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but seeing this this energy from the Vixen is like, okay, all right. I'm just going to like, I'm going to play nice. I'm going to do this because... I see the point. I see the bigger picture here Mm -hmm. and I'm not going to put a a bow on it. And then she had that beautiful smile, that moment where she was smiling. And then she said, you know, quick, somebody change the subject. I'm tired of this mushy shit. And I, yes, it's like, okay, all right, let's go. Come on. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think it was, it was a good, it was a good place to arrive at. And I felt like, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm ready to, to, Move on to some other storylines, yeah, and uh, get to know more of these queens, and and, and continue to get to know the vixen, you yeah, know, certainly. in a different way. You yeah, know? I'd like to see more of the vixen. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah. So that's you know those are my amended thoughts on that. Well, and that's our clip of the week. I yeah. think. Um. I yeah. Thanks for thanks for doing this all, Mary. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's not easy, but it's also completely necessary. Oh, I'm 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 here for it. It's yeah. just you know, I mean, last week was a was just an interesting experience. Yeah. And. Uh, yeah, yeah, to have your personal stuff kind of come and, up exactly, and then yeah. you know to and to like be transparent with my Marys, right? Uh, to feel not heard if we're gonna talk about that, sure. To feel like no, that's not what I was saying, but then having to back up and say okay, but if if what they're hearing is something different, then it doesn't matter what you say. Yeah, you have to have that conversation. You know what I mean? Right. Or or say perception hey, is reality. Yeah, or say hey, you're hearing this. I'm saying that. Now where are we? Yeah, you know what I mean? right, right, yeah. exactly. So yeah, uh, it was a it was an interesting uh, experience. Yeah, and I don't say it as a euphemism. It was like a good, interesting experience. Fair, fair, fair. Amount. Yeah. Well, Mary, why don't we tell our listeners what they probably already know they're listening to? <laughs> Jesus, if you haven't figured it out at this point, uh, it's another episode of All Right, Mary. All right, Mary. All right, Mary, which is of course our podcast dedicated to all things Drag Race, the world of Drag Race, and the paradigm that RuPaul has created with this little beady beady TV show. You're very ungodly. <laughs> <laughs> Sure, you just look me up and down right again. Go ahead. I'll go ahead. <laughs> I'm Johnny. And I'm Colin. Uh, and we are, of course, not only continuing our recap of season 10 with the Bossy Rossi show, we are kicking off our 100th episode 
of All Right Mary. Yeah. Um, how do you like that? I mean, technically, I guess we've probably done about 125. Yeah, yeah. we've added, uh, there's been bonus episodes. Yeah, there's yeah. been uh, other things that we've done. Yeah. Yeah. Some of the nuances probably count as full episodes, but. We don't count our, yeah, and we yeah. don't count our uh, Matreon episodes. Yeah. yeah. But as the official counter would go, we've yeah, reached 100 episodes. 100. 100. You know, to review. I'm kidding. No. Yeah, uh, yeah. We could talk about this, maybe a nuance, but uh, just the journey of 100 episodes and committing to do it, I think, for the most part, every single week. Yeah, when we first started, I think we the very few first few weeks we did like every other week. Yeah, like a week, we were kind of like getting the schedule down. Right, and then because you were in California. Yeah, yeah, well, I think we also just didn't know how frequently we wanted to do it. Right, and then All Stars Two started, and it was like, well, we'll do it every week. Do it every week. All right. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's made sense to me. Yeah. You know? No, and it's uh, it's yeah, it's been such a journey. Yeah, um, and uh, that sounds like such a. <laughs> Stupid phrase. It's, it's, yeah. been, it's been such a journey, family. It's just been this journey. <laughs> and all- but you know what's so beautiful is that 100 episodes, I can say this, we got uh, an amazing story on Twitter. Somebody was at their boyfriend's oh. niece's soccer game, this and one of the great. girls on the other team was named Mary. <laughs> I and I'm just like I'm picturing the whole scene like my boyfriend's mm-hmm. niece. Yeah, I'm picturing him standing on the sidelines watching. Mary makes a good move and he like claps. He goes, "All right, Mary. All, <laughs> All right. right, Mary. All right, Mary." And then she just right. Who is that faggot? <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, we have gotten like I love the. Um, Surprise All Right Marys that people have managed to fold into their lives. Sure. There was the pastor. Oh, the pastor who, who said All Right Mary during her into, Easter service. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and there was another one. I know there was someone else who got All Right Mary worked into something. Or maybe some people did. They just oh, say somebody's it. boss is named Mary. Oh, that's right. I somebody's think boss said, All right, is named Mary. Mary. And yeah. So- <laughs> yeah. So I'm always happy when I see like... All right, Mary, you know, uh, sh- symptoms and signs showing up. Yeah, of All right, I mean, Mary. it's not like the, calling a gay guy Mary is anything new. No, that's part of why we called it All Right, yeah, Mary. Exactly. Because it's like bringing back Mary. But now, I, yeah, it's it's bringing back Mary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, bring back my Mary. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So uh, for our, because I, I know we've got some Marys who have been oh, the, the OGs. star. The OGs. I, we got Shane. We got Ricky. Yeah. Um, I mean, I mean that fat bitch. That, yeah, the, it just goes down the line of people that we have had since yeah. early on. Um, Sister Mary Jonathan. We've had Claire uh, for Sister a while. Mary Maya, yeah, Mr. Claire. Mary, Sister Mary yeah. Maya. We've had just like, and again, I'm always forgetting names, so apologies. But um, yeah, so Perry for, Winkle Blue. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, people who've just like listening in the Miss Bliss years. Powder Blue. Yeah. In the uh, you know in Miss the, Bliss years. Yeah, yeah the questionable right. audio. That years. was that was uh, episode fifty and below are the Miss Bliss years kind of. For me, the Miss Bliss years are are kind of really the episodes before All-Stars 2 started because they're okay. kind of random. Oh, all right. And it's a short little like mini season. Sure. And then All-Stars 2 is like our first season of Saved by the Bell where it's like it's still not as like bright and colorful. <laughs> There's a lot of browns and oranges yeah. but Zach's there. Zach's there. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, Zach was in Miss Bliss Years. Slater's there. Right. But I just mean like, you know, the cast is there but that same kind of like you know that that same color scheme that sure. same all the bright colors yeah. and production isn't really there i yet. got it yeah well anyway mary we should jump into this bossy rossi tv show sure um i loved this and i'm so excited to talk about it yeah this um, was a great challenge so the show opens with a very familiar discussion oh uh, asia o'hara uh, is coming right off of the runway um yeah, and she expects the same from her girls. <laughs> She's done it. She's done it. Uh, that's where I went. 
that she, yeah, I mean, she was feeling used. She yeah. was feeling I that that she had gone around helping everybody else and was not getting the same back. But that's not why she was doing. No, she was just in her feelings because she was in the bottom, yeah. and, and and it was for something that she's good at, and she was feeling you know not good about that. Right. And she had to get those feelings out, and you know I felt the t- the note I took was that like. Cracker was like the smart kid who like stands up to the babysitter. And it was like <laughs> those snacks are unhealthy. Did you even look at the ingredients? Yeah, right. Our mother explicitly right. said five ingredients or less. Right. You can't just order pizza. Yeah. My mom left a whole chicken and vegetables in the oven. Right. It's organic. <laughs> What's this? We're we're not allowed to have I'm Papa not John's. This. No. <laughs> the doorbell rings. Don't open it. It's the pizza guy. Crackers just standing there. Uh, I'm lactose intolerant. Right. Do you even know? Did you even read the note on the fridge, Asia? So I, that was how that felt. Okay. Um, but I did. Yeah, you give in order to give. You know, you, yeah. you don't not just get something in return. And I don't think, honestly, I think she was in her feelings, much like Alexis was in her feelings. Yeah. But like, yeah, because it does feel shitty. You're like, oh, I help all of you and I right. get nothing. But you know what? I think the point is made. Asia didn't need any help. That's what Cracker said. She's like, you don't look like someone who needs help. Yeah. I'm not going to approach. It's like approaching Bianca Del Rio. Hey. Right. It would you be offensive. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's like, like beat a queen. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know, don't try it, little boy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I did write down. I thought this was an interesting little speech. And it, while she was in her feelings, she it was it was really uh, worth telling this little story anyway. Asia says, you know, everyone started this because they, because um, there was some part of them or something inside of them that needed to be close to people and show their art with the world and share their art with the world. So I refuse to believe that all of us have evolved into these fierce queens uh, where that person inside of us is completely gone. Mm. And I was like, well, isn't that a perspective? Yeah. That it's like, I get it's a competition, but like that part of you that like, and I, that was just so interesting of why we really do this. Oh my God. Say that last part again. Um, so I refuse to believe that all of us have, have evolved into these fierce queens where that person inside of us is completely gone. Right. Yeah. Right. That we did this for, and I love that. I mean, it, it says a lot about her. Well, it we says know a lot about Asia. Yeah, yeah. Asia and also mayhem, yeah. I think is in that disposition of mm-hmm. like, oh no, this is how drag was. Right. Like we help each other. Yeah. That's why I did it this. It was never a competition. It was, it was, we help each other all to survive, yeah. to, to, to be in the clubs. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's why, you know, I know there's some people who, their issue with drag race is it's like, uh, it's just putting this competitive um, yeah. package around drag. Right. And and what happens then is then people say, oh, well, you're not a good drag queen and you don't do this. And so you're not good and you're not polished. And people kind of create those, um, you know, class systems. They yeah. create those those uh, barriers to entry because your, your wig is in a lace front. Right. And it's right. like, girl, drag's been around before lace fronts. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I just think that, you know, I don't know how much people were hearing what Asia was saying in that moment because they it probably have, not because no. it was more like at Shut that up, point being written off. Yeah. But I thought this was a very valuable um, uh, point. Oh, completely. Yeah. You know, and it makes me think of, and I really want to get into this episode, but like, hello, no, this first uh, this is great. Some, yeah, <laughs> this is great. yeah, um, yeah. No, it makes me think of um, fans that you know completely read Drag Race Girls or just any drag queen. Uh, without knowing the full picture. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, you're not nice. Oh, you're arrogant. Oh, you're this, you're this. Mm-hmm. It's like this isn't this isn't about that. It's yeah. it's about it's about putting my drag art out there. Yeah. And there are probably some drag race girls that, you know, don't feel 
don't feel heard or mm-hmm. their issues come to the forefront and mm-hmm. they're not these fierce queens. I, I, there, there does have to be a sense of camaraderie within reason, right? Of course. I like, don't think yeah. that the vixen should be expected to help somebody like Eureka after that conflict. Yeah. I think you should still put your oxygen mask on first. Yes. And if you are working on your look and you still need to focus on that, yeah. well, then you should do that. But a lot of times we see this on like Project Runway where someone will finish their look early and then they'll help somebody else. Yeah. It's like, hey, I'm- and they're not get they're not they're not doing it for any other accolades. No, no. They're be- doing it because, oh, we want we this got to be fierce. Yeah. And exactly. Like we're putting on a show here. My look is done. Right. And we want look- a good season. That's the other thing too. Yeah. I mean, you want a good season. It's good almost season. like this season is a representation of just one drag show mm-hmm. that's put out on a club. You know, Tina Burner, she puts out her burlesque uh, show uh, at uh, Barracuda. When she has other people on, she doesn't want them failing. Exactly. Right. Like, this is this is the drag race now where it's a platform. This is where we're all showing people what we can do. Right. And then we're going to have careers from this. Yeah. And it's it's an interesting perspective because you can't just look at it as a competition because it's it's not. It's kind of never been just a competition. Right. I mean, it is less. competition because somebody gets the money at the end. Yep. But at the end of the day, like, all Miss Vanjie is the perfect example. Mm-hmm. I mean, she is on every gay person's mouth. Yeah. 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 She, and maybe more. And you know? who knows? <laughs> who knows what Vanessa's up to right now? Come on, Tampa. You're zero feet away. Oh, yeah. Man, right? Yeah. I'll meet you in the public's parking lot. You know? um, Vanjie. Vanjie. Yeah. I'll be waiting in a white Vanjie. Um, I also want to mention this quote of Asia's in the end um, where she says, if y'all want to compete, we can just compete. It's no tea, but it's not going to work out in your favor. Wow. And then I was like, basement. Whoosh, flooded. Flooded. I was like, oh, God, I forgot. Like, it took me a few episodes to realize, oh, Asia's so yeah, no, you know? Asia's really hot. And it's like... Asia's really hot. It's like if you can be... Because my favorite thing is if you can be the mom in the room and then you can be dad. Oh. <laughs> pull that trick on me. Oh, my right? God. <laughs> you better watch it, Monet. You got some competition right now. Oh, man. Especially after this week, oh, which we'll talk it. about. No, oh. no, I know. I, I just can't wait to talk about that. Okay, great. So um, we, we should talk about RuPaul as this passionate American um, it's oh, yeah. it's not new. I know that some of our listeners are like, what's going on? Why is she so patriotic? She has always been patriotic. She's an always. album called American. Yeah. yeah. She has always been patriotic. Her idea is that we've, drag queens have been fighting on the front line for LGBT rights. Not just LGBT rights, but like for rights of everybody, right? Sure. This, I, that, this idea that she celebrates America because, to be honest with you, in her mind, it's actually not that bad here compared to other places. I've heard her talk about that. Yeah, yeah, You know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. so, you know, she's like, well, drag queens are ready and willing to serve. And there's a double entendre there. Right. Right, but it's also about, like, they have always been the ones to push forward. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it's an interesting perspective for her to bring in patriotism into a very kind of left show. Yeah, and in in one past seasons, RuPaul's had the makeover challenge with with the troops. Yep. She had the season three challenge where they did the videos for yep. the troops so she's she's roped this in a number of times yeah like there i that that's been a through line yeah, yeah. um even season four the rock the vote right the rock the vote challenge yeah. um yeah i and this season of course it feels a little bit more I yeah. like th- there's more to respond to yeah she had yeah. nancy pelosi yeah. yeah she has a lot more political feelings i think now oh sure she, she realizes how oh i have to 
open my mouth again. Right. Yeah. yeah. Or yeah, like I can't not. I I have feelings. Right. You yeah. poke the bear, I'll yeah. come for you. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So she has a whole TV show where she's gonna come for people that are knocking. Mm-hmm. You know. I did like the uh, the show managed to capture when RuPaul says, you know, people still people are still trying to take these rights away, oh, and they Monet. got this reaction shot of Monet. Monet. She rolls her, she's like, oh, I, I know. know, and I I just I imagine like Sarge being like, I got it. I got the <laughs> shot, you know? Trust Sarge to get that one. Oh, man. Um, yeah, no, it was a great reaction. So the mini challenge, I don't want to spend much time on this because I think all of these looks were great, but I will. I do have to say that Mayhem's look for me was the best. Yeah. The tan kind of beige dress. Like, she she pulled that out. I agree. I thought and then they, they, they showed it so briefly, but right. I thought hers was, like, hers and the Vixens, I thought were the best. Yeah. Um, the, uh, the note that I took, I mean, like for Blair St. Clair, I just took the note. This is Blair St. Clair and you're watching the Disney channel. (laughs) Like that's what I got from her. Uh, the note I took for Cameron Michaels and maybe this is a deep cut and people got to look it up, but I was just getting Mr. Dawson slash Thor from adventures and babysitting. Oh, yes, who the little girl's obsessed with. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Well, she's obsessed with Thor, and then they meet this man who has their car in the garage right. named Mr. Dawson. It's Dawson's garage. Mm-hmm. And he has the, the hat on with the like curly blonde hair, mm-hmm. and he's got these huge muscles. Oh, I remember. And, you know, mm-hmm. he's and he she gives him his helmet, you know, the Thor helmet. Right, right. And she's like, where's your hammer? Where's your hammer? Well, I think we know where it is. <laughs> I think I found it. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, so Cameron was just like, yeah, that was, I was like, oh my God, this is Adventures of Babysitting. <laughs> yeah, and you know, I I didn't see that until you had said that, but it's like, that that's exactly what that look was. Um, I was also very impressed with, I thought the little like uh, index finger prostate joke was clever. That she'd strained her oh, index finger, and her index prostate. Finger. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, oh, that was clever. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was more than I thought I was going to get from her. You know, it's interesting because I always wonder, like, when do we we don't get to see them writing these speeches? How much are these speeches edited? And you know, because RuPaul's reading them either from a card that some mm-hmm. producer wrote out, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. How much? You know, I, I'm always so curious about those little ins and outs because, like, yeah. these are all the speeches are all great. Yeah, and I mean, RuPaul he delivers them in you know a certain way. Yeah, it's all just like a Mad Libs, and I think they right. just fill in. Yeah, I'm this, and then I do this, and I'm trying to. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think they keep it as templatized as possible. Sure. Yeah. Sure. With adjectives, what's an adjective? Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so Vixen wins. You know, I got to say, like, Vixen was great. Mm-hmm. And this is just my opinion about RuPaul's Drag Race. These mini challenges are for the producers and for the show. Mm-hmm. They're, uh, sure, there's prizes attached, but I don't think that the stakes are always very high. Mm-hmm. And I don't see them as um, counting towards anything. The Vixen yeah. won this because she is going to put those teams in the best, yep. most interesting way possible. Yeah. yeah. You know, and same yeah. with Aquaria last week. Like, you know, there's just this this idea of the mini challenge as a way for the producers to help kind of create something. That, to create a framework that they can kind of funnel things along Yeah, and hope, through. you know. Yeah, yeah. Totally. I felt like there were a few things that happened this episode. It was like, oh, man. I don't believe in coincidence and right. I definitely don't believe in it here. Um, <laughs> I can't wait to get to those. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and I, the, the other question I have when RuPaul uh, puts them into these teams, um, 
is these costumes that are made for them. When are first of all, when are they made for them? And second of all, like how do they know the sizes? I mean, what if Eureka got the cactus? Oh, um, well, I think I I don't think that I think most of the costumes were there. It's like no, didn't you see there was um, there's like props and costumes that are attached to each show? Yeah, but I guess thinking about it, like. I don't know. I mean, I hear. I know what you're saying, right? Like the baby skit would be different if it was any other queens, right? Yeah. Like I have no idea. I don't know how they figure that out because if, then if you're going to go down that path, like if, like let's go down that path. It's like, well, geez, it makes perfect sense that the vixen would get the script that's about that's that's vaguely vixen in sure. Aquaria, right? And like she's smart enough to figure that out. Oh, but like right, she read that reading on the wall. Yeah. Re- read that writing on the wall. Right, and it's like so with that, it was like. With all of that happening and her picking the teams, it was. Uh, it does make you wonder, like, I don't know. It makes you just wonder how pre-scripted it is. Because I'm trying to think, like, did any of the other teams, were they any of the, like, were any of the other characters that people were assigned, were they also super on the nose? You know what I mean? I yeah. don't think so. I think they can't really do that for all the queens. Right. So they wouldn't have given uh, Cracker the... The pickle script, knowing she had a pickle costume, that pickle costume already existed. Well, it, she didn't have it. It was just, yeah, it was it just was, a prop that was yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So these costumes are are made. Yeah. So, you know, if Eureka got the pickle costume, would they have, like, taken it out? You know what I mean? I, I don't know. That's a good there's, question. There's costumers in yeah. the credits, so you'd have to think that... That's true. Yeah, that that they maybe. Yeah, I don't know because that's a good question. Is how that really goes down this rabbit hole of just like how scripted right. are some of these things? Right. Yeah, and it's a thing that's important to keep in mind. Mm-hmm. You know, not that all of these uh, little tableaus were were bad or one was better than the other, but no. I will say that there was more opportunity for comedy or more opportunity to fail sometimes than others. Yeah. Um, and as Trixie also kind of corroborated that like, yeah, you could be thrown a softball and miss. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Shangela could have missed with Mariah, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we even she see that. She didn't. She definitely didn't. Right. <laughs> I mean, we, we do see that this episode that Queens who are, uh, I mean, you know, we'll get to Monet, but like, you can be given a perfect opportunity to just do what you do best. But if you're in your head or you're nervous or you're, you know, whatever, if you're not present, right. Then you could be lobbed, you know, the easiest softballs in the world, but you're just not there to catch it. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, I love big balls. Yeah. Flying in my face. Um, (laughs) there goes your social life. There goes your social life. Yeah. (laughs) Clueless. Clueless. Um, so do you want to just kind of get into these, um, into the show? Yeah, let me just look at my notes. I mean, I had that the act one red herring was Cameron brainstorming and not really coming up with anything. Right. So we're, oh, okay. She's going home this week. She's just not, you know, up to snuff. And then there's the act one gun of mayhem kind of shutting down, which we had seen in past weeks. Um, the only other notes I had before we really get into the show itself is uh, I just loved seeing Blair and Monique working together. I think oh. it was so collaborative. Yeah. And I like that. I think I, Monique is, and granted, I'm sure Claire is too, but I saw it more from Monique. Monique, and we've seen her collaborate before. Like, mm-hmm. she is very communicative. Yeah. Well, she looks you right in the eye. She, mm-hmm. she makes sure you're there. Yeah. What I was going to say is that she has such a big personality. You don't expect her to have that awareness of like, oh, 
this is a conversation because some people because her personality isn't like the uh, eurekas yeah in the sense that it's put on for attention it's actually just this beautiful essence you know and i think of somebody like um jasmine masters who is just present Mm -hmm. and just hilarious and just nice to be around you know but sometimes those people are just Listen to their own song. Oh, you, you think so? Mean? Oh, yeah, they can be. And I th- I'm not saying that Monique isn't. She's surprisingly aware of other people in the room, even oh. though she also, like, she's great at getting the spotlight. That's uh-huh. what I mean. She's great at getting the spotlight. She's great at getting the attention in the room, right. but then she doesn't hog it. Oh, and she I doesn't th- hog it. Yeah. And I think she, that, she like, was so, we see that, and we'll get to it. Oh, yeah, she says that later. Yeah. Yeah, but we see how that ends up working out for her and Blair. Right. And it's so good. Right. It is so good. Um, and then the only thing I was just going to say was that. I'd love a super cut of this season of Monet living for drama. People always come to her with some kind of gospel drama and she's just like, oh, I'm living for this. Yeah. She's always living for it. <laughs> she's that person of like, if you don't have something nice to say, come sit next to me. Right. You know? Oh, yeah. and, and we should mention her shirt. Her shirt was New yes. York City Gay Men's Chorus repping the big chorus in New York City. Yeah. Uh, it's a big deal. Uh, yeah. It was nice to see that she uh, that she was kind of repping something cool. Yeah. 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 I'm sure I'm sure all those queens were freaking out. Yeah. 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 yeah, come on, New York City Gay Men's Chorus. Yeah, they, um, they're doing a David Bowie themed show called Queer Genius with another chorus from LA called Angel City mm-hmm. um, in, uh, in May, mm-hmm. um, and it's all David Bowie songs. Oh wow! Yeah, well, all right. Yeah, huh. yeah. Um, well, look at that. There might be a flying dancer. We'll get your tickets, Mary. Yeah, during Space Oddity. Yeah. Anyway, wow. sorry. Um, Spoiler alert. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, let's go to the Bossy Rossi show. All right, yes, Bossy Rossi. I have to say, Ross is so good. If we want to talk about nuance in this mm-hmm. episode, take a drink, Mary. Yep. It is all about Ross Matthews just yeah. getting that Sally Jeffrey Raphael, Ricky Lake, Jerry Springer kind of like voice. And I'll I'll I'll, I'll get into it, but my first moment is when he when Ross gives the bad news, when he's like, "Hmm." Mm. I have some bad news. I've got some bad news for you. And then I loved Blair's reaction of like, what? Right. Yeah. Oh, (laughs) Ross. Yeah. Ross with the Sally Jesse Raphael glasses. And uh, (laughs) he was so good. He was so good. And I, uh, the whole, if we're just going to jump into the whole Blair and Monique scene, um, it was, it was great. I mean, there was a moment there where it seemed like, oh, you know, I mean, I get it. Like, it could dip here and there. But sure. they, well, I think what is more important is that they managed to pick it back up. Yeah. And I had noticed it only in the third time I watched the episode. But I loved when Monique says, I mean, what cactus could resist? Like, I just <laughs> love that. I just, it's, yeah. Monique, you know, and I'll talk about this again. But I, Monique, for me, was the winner this week. Mm-hmm. She was fantastic from start to finish. Yeah. From her backstage kind of like hair flipping. Yep. To the outfit she chose, mm-hmm. or that was given to her, maybe, but like just that outfit, and then coming out in that way, you know, that way mm-hmm. when somebody's like knows that they're the drama, yeah, and then she just kind of walks out, like kind of like I'm here. It's that Springer entrance of like, yes. and here comes the other here's, woman. Yeah, here's the and, other woman, and she's not ashamed. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Right. And she so doesn't. Good. And she doesn't think she's the other woman. No, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. She does it, and yeah. just her body language, all of the little nonverbal bits that she had when she puts her arm around the cat. Oh my god! And like uh, moves it closer to her. The ring. Yeah, he was with me last night. I mean, there was uh, when she talks to Lloyd and she's mm-hmm. having that whole without Blair. Yeah, this is all a, 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 a nothing, a nothing. I got your ass. You just wait. Yeah. I love that. 
and what I I think my she snatches the wig. Oh, it was so good. My favorite Monique moment was so Blair kind of has this moment where she has to like. It, you know, Ross says, well, what do you have to say to Monique? And you can tell that Blair gets stuck. Yeah, she does. And Monique comes she, to the rescue. She saves it. And she says, you can look me up and down once mm-hmm. more like that. And that helps Blair get to the next. It's so amazing. And You're then, very ungodly. And, and that was great. <laughs> I just want to say that to somebody. Yeah, I was just so impressed with how they managed to bridge the gap together. Oh, yeah. Because Blair took the cue. They, ex- they escalated it from there. And yeah. then the Vanjie thing. Oh, Vanjie. And the best part is obviously Blair oh my God, snatches Monique. Monique, Monique's uh. wig. And Ross loses his yes, shit. Yes, he does. It is so funny. <laughs> I just I I just love the two of them. Yeah. And I'm I like I want to see them working together again. Right. It's just and it's such like a, a weird duo, you right. know? They're just such a quirky duo. Because they're both she's just this little ten year old <laughs> and then Monique's just this total character. Yeah. Um yeah. but it worked perfectly. Oh God Monique. Um so Monet and Cameron, my freaky addiction is ruining my life. I you know she, this is when Ross, for me, I, I took, a, I made a gif of it, and I'll, I'll show it to you. But mm-hmm. it's when she says, "Our next guest, a sick queen," <laughs> and she like shakes her head right, and squints. Right, right. It's it's right on the money. It's a perfect impression. Yeah, it's of that like pretending to be compassionate but really judging them. Yeah, and yeah. having like the the rise and fall of what that person, what a host sounds like. Right. So good. Yeah. Yeah. So well done. He's great. Ugh. Um, so yeah, this scene, I think Monet came out strong. Yeah, she I, the on her oats. Right, the yeah. cake bit didn't really land. Mm-hmm. Um, she, she did a lot of explaining when she was talking about Latrice, and I think she just kind of got stuck there. You could almost see the moment, and it was like, oh, I've like oh, yeah. I've been there, where it's like, oh shit, okay, how do I get this back on track? It's not going to be back on track. It's not going to be on track. Now right. I'm just freaking, you know, like uh, focused on not, it being I, not on track. I mean, you know? I think, I think, like, had the cake been made out of hit pads, yeah. And she kept eating it throughout the interview. Mm-hmm. Then it, the cake would have made sense. Yeah, it, it's just that we didn't see her being having an addiction. You know what I mean? Right. We saw her like eating a yeah. little bit of the hip pad, which I thought was adorable. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it just yeah, it it just needed. There's kind of like okay, there's what you show up in the scene with, and then where you bring it. Yeah, right. And I think she just didn't know where to bring it next. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, on the flip side, I think Cameron really committed to it in a way that I was surprised by. I, th- I thought she was fine. You know, she knew to go there in character and she was mm-hmm. over the top. She knew that she was like kind of in a way up against Monet. Yeah. Um, which I thought was actually a, a bad way to approach it. Um, I think it should have been more of like, uh, okay, how do we do this together? Yeah. And maybe Cameron was too much in her head about that. And that's why mm-hmm. she felt kind of that she had to top Monet. Right. And let's be honest, we all want to top Monet. Yeah, I, I understand her feelings. Um, get in line. And so, uh, you know, <laughs> I can't compete with Cameron Michaels. Uh, Monet, far, good from far, <laughs> very good. Yeah, yeah, even better up close. Even better yeah. up close. Um, put Lots of nuance and details and colors nuance. and amazingness. Oh, yeah. Oh. I will. <laughs> All right. Mary. I will bite my tongue. Mary is slipping off of my bench yeah, right really. now. Yeah, <laughs> really. Yeah. The reason I'm not saying anything is because I've slid into the hallway. Um, so, yeah, I Ugh. I like this scene. I, I did appreciate there was this one little moment where... Um, uh, I'm Cameron sorry. Would... I'm sorry. We have to just pause for a moment because we, re- we should let the Marys know. What was your reaction when we found out that Monet listened to our last episode? I mean... <laughs> Gooped, also <laughs> gagged, but hopefully gooped, completely gooped, 
And then you have that moment of like, oh, I've just been thirsting for episodes <laughs> about you and you've been listening and you might be listening to this right now. Um, oh, and that's a moment and you yeah, just have to own moment. it. And you're like, it's well, here we go. Oh, yeah. God. I will not stalk you. I'm just. You live in the same city. Yeah, uh, yeah, right. I'd love to officiate the wedding. All right. Well, you know, we'll see what happens. You know, let me see. We're not creepy, uh, no. Miss Monet, Miss, Mr. Kevin. Yeah. We are not creepy. Mr. Change. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Change. <laughs> Mr. Exchange. Yeah. Um, no, we, uh, yeah, we are just fans. And yeah. uh, Colin finds you very attractive. It's those baby also, first glasses. What do you want? I, I also find you very attractive. Uh, yes. Uh, you know, it's interesting because the connections that i have found in my life to monet exchange mm-hmm. is like creepily too many uh which like people you know yeah, yeah like yeah. my friend uh in michigan who's getting her doctorate at michigan right now was his vocal coach at westminster that's crazy it was insane yeah. when she told me that she's like yeah we watch the show now i'm like really yeah <laughs> well i just got together with friends last night who they went to college with dusty oh no way yeah. and they're like and because i was saying oh are you watching like oh yeah well we went to college with dusty and oh I was my like, yeah. god well, i won't say anything but dusty's great <laughs> yeah, <let's see>. yeah. <laughs> yeah whoops well never loved you yeah yeah um Never yeah. loved ya, never loved ya anyway. Sorry, I'm getting jam. my like fangirl out. Yeah. Um. Okay. So yes, Cameron and Monet. Cameron Monet. There was one line where Monet says, "Uh, that is that is not good. That is nasty." And I don't remember <laughs> oh, the yeah, context. Yeah, it was, yeah, 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 yeah. And it's just kind of like that's it's, nasty. Yeah. Um. <laughs> anyway, yeah, it was. Uh, that was that scene. Um. There wasn't enough um absurdity, I think, to that scene. Yeah. And yeah. I think that like that's where it, I mean when you think about the baby scene. It's absurd. Even even the, the cracker mayhem scene, scene. Absurd. I mean, I, I guess if you really compare them, right? I mean, uh, the, the, the cactus. Absurd. The first one was so absurd that you could you could show up with the story and then bring it to the next place. The pickle thing you could show up with the story and bring it to the next place. Right. The babies. Uh, I think the we'll get to it. But the vixen and Asia scene. I think that was another tricky one. Sure. But let's talk about Mayhem and Cracker first. Yeah, just yeah sure. Absolutely. Order. You know, save me from my deadly fear of pickles. Um, you know, I guess the only thing I have to say about Mayhem is that she wasn't afraid of pickles. She looked like she was grossed out for, by them at mm-hmm. first. Yeah. But, you know, to be honest with you, I didn't think she was the worst. I didn't either. I, I kind thought of, she was charming and fun. She and had this funny character of this she, woman who was just excited to be on TV. Yeah. yeah and yeah. she allowed Cracker to... Take the scenes. Sometimes you need that. Yeah. And I think her recognizing that Cracker is sitting here in a pickle costume. Let me let me recognize. I'm going to bring it down. And adjust. (laughs) Because like just as a comparison, right, like the All-Stars 2 comedy challenge, Alaska, you know, and and Alyssa, like Alyssa had like the the big showy part of their act. Right. And Alaska was just the little like one word punchline. But it worked just as well. Totally. And so you that you don't have to be the bigger one. You just have to hit the right note. No, I thought that I yeah, I like this the 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 connection between them. I thought Cracker came very prepared, yeah. which is I think really an important un, uh, forgotten rule of improv. Like you mm-hmm. need to know the name that you're going to say. Yeah. You need to know where you're from. You, you know, mm-hmm. you need to have that stuff rehearsed and in your head. Like yeah. that's not what's improv. What's improv is like the reactions in yeah. the moment. Is what happens. What what that what those ingredients create. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I thought she had a funny gag and it, and it was great. Um, granted, I, I, 
I'll say this later and I'll say it again uh, that I thought Monique's was funnier. Like I liked that yeah. more, but um, Cracker s- sold me on a pickle costume, yeah. which I never thought was going to happen. Yeah. Um, I loved when she took everything off. She's like, actually, I'm a pickle. I'm a pickle. Yeah. yeah. It seemed like she was really in her element with this challenge. Yeah. And she got to kind of do stuff that she's like, oh, I, I'm fluent in this. I know how to do this kind of humor. Right. And it was, it was fun to kind of like see that part of her you yeah it's kind of what i like oh my god ep- in her runway i was gonna say this episode is kind of what i was been looking for yeah. runway and in the challenge from from cracker yeah so i was like oh yeah i'm ready to spread my own peanut butter on cracker now yeah you know what I'm yeah saying? absolutely yeah. you know maybe even a i don't know put a little garnish on top yeah maybe a little like an m&m oh my god an m&m or maybe just like a drop of raspberry jelly oh oh that's a what a thought yeah, yeah. maybe yeah. a couple of chocolate chips <laughs> um why not? Or just a Reese's peanut butter cup. Yeah, really. Why not just go the whole way? Just go the whole way. All right, yeah. Mary. All right, I'm into this. Um, <laughs> I did like, you know, kind of going back to the of mayhem, kind of not trying to kind of be the bigger person in the scene. I loved when she was feeling in the box, and so much of that is is um, Cracker's bit of like, you know, you know, feel around in this box. Yeah, and right. You feel. But then when mayhem, when she sobs, it's a pickle. <laughs> I thought that was just as funny, and was the exact like perfect note. Yeah, you know. Um, so we yeah. needed mayhem to be that, so we we could react to exactly. the pickle. Yeah. So I'm I'm really surprised that this because I really feel like the vixen in Asia was uh, a much trickier scene, yeah. and did not as successful. It, yeah, I don't think that they landed. And let's talk about that. So yeah. why are you so obsessed with me? You know, I, vixen sets this up of like Aquaria has trouble landing the joke, and Eureka is always trying to get something in and hates it when people interrupt her, and that's why she put them together. I think. Um, there's something to be said about why that scene was so ex- successful because Eureka and Aquaria looked so different mm-hmm. and were very different and had different styles. And the, I think the, the foot fault was that Vixen picked, got to pick somebody mm-hmm. and she was more, she went with somebody that was strong, that she was her friend, that she trusted, which I think is a great strategy. Mm-hmm. The other strategy is to go with someone that is going to bring you somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And I think for me watching this, um, the vixen, uh, she didn't get to have somebody that pushed her. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that she kind of you could the the energy I got from watching them was that she really took control because she came up with this idea of like, oh, we should just we should be Aquaria and Cracker, right? And of course, the joke didn't work because they had to be themselves in the skit. Like, sure. It was like next out here comes Asia, so like it oh, didn't make right. sense. Um, but you could kind of tell that Asia was like, oh, I don't know if I want to like do that i think she was game she I seemed she a little hesitant but i think her hesitation read as the less driving energy and so vixen drove this yeah if you're gonna ask me who was better in the scene vixen was actually better in the scene yeah i i feel like asia you know she, asia didn't do what they said they were gonna do which yeah. which threw the vixen off okay mm-hmm. so i th- i see that yeah i also see that vixen didn't do a yes and because mm-hmm. she was like oh wait but we didn't say this we right. didn't say we were gonna so she got attached to an idea mm-hmm. instead of going in the moment right so like for instance like you know asia goes uh uh she oh no vixen goes i don't know her and then asia's like yes you do mm-hmm. and in that sense like asia should have been like uh, maybe gone with the I don't know her, <coughs> right? Or or highlighted like what do you mean you don't know me? What about this time? What yeah, right, that? right, right, and exactly. Then and then be like gave her, gave her more balls to go with. Yeah. Um. Don't. And then Asia's like, don't move over there. Chill out. And it's like Asia, like that's not the reaction. Right. 
Yeah, when it's like I think that they had things planned, and then and, and then there was like we share the same birthday, and then Vixen's like lies. It's like no, 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 go with that you share the you same. You can't keep birthday. saying no and shutting yeah. this down. Yeah. But it's like they had things planned, but I think this is different from Cracker, where you can't come too prepared. You can't come right. and say, and it's going to go this, and then it's going to be this. It's like you can't have a script, right? You might like when I look at you can have a flow chart. Mm-hmm. You can have like a Christopher Guest kind of like yeah. Then the conversation's about this. Then the conversation about this. When I look like Blair and Monique, I think they knew Monique's wig was coming off at some point. Oh, okay. I don't know if they knew Blair's wig was going to come <laughs> off, and I don't mind that. But they obviously knew Monique's was going to come off. Yeah, right. Um, right. So <laughs> it's her. She had blonde. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, but I think that equally, like that's those are two good examples of like something sh- happening in the moment and then something being planned. Sure. You know what I mean, sure. Yeah. And I think that they could have gone further with this shade parody. It was almost like too polite to mm-hmm. the Vixen, or to Aquaria and to Cracker. If that's what they were doing, the stories that they were then telling, if they couldn't be the people, they need that, like the story that the Vixen was telling about, like she was signing autographs and saying I'm a pet pig. They had to find something that was true. Yeah. If they couldn't, you know what I mean? Right. They had to, they had to have some actual tea that like, well, I was wearing this yellow dress this and was, then I looked yeah. at social media and she was wearing yeah, it. Yeah, this was a tricky sketch. Mm-hmm. I mean, if anything, they just had to, because I think Vixen got red for it being too one note. And for me, that the, the problem with her being one note was that Asia didn't let her go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they they both just got landlocked. And then, I mean, I liked the kind of, like, double wig reveal, but then the Vixen ran out of the scene. Right. And that's, like, the ultimate, like, no. Yeah. It's the ultimate non-yes and. Right. Like, well, what do we do now? Right, now what? Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, there was there was some mistakes here. And I maybe it was, and, you know, I think it was Asia. She's like, we should have rehearsed. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's true, yeah. And I mm-hmm. think even Vixen, the Vixen would, you know, yeah. That yeah. Too. yeah. Um, and that, of course, takes us to Eureka and Aquaria. Look at me. I'm a sexy baby. I mean, this whole concept, the more they played it out and the more they explored what it what the dialogue in the world of being a sexy baby is, the creepier and more fucked up it got. Sure. I was like, so wait, let me get this straight. This guy was dating you and you weren't a baby. And then he left you for a baby. And now you're a baby. Like, at what point should I not be creeped out? I know it's just drag, Mary. Yeah, I realize it's just that. Like, I'm not trying to be it's also a king. obtuse, but it's like. You've seen Pink Flamingo. No, I know that. Yeah. It's, I'm, I'm familiar with the whole adult baby thing, but yeah. like, that's not what this was reading as. I was, oh, okay. I was just confused of like. It, there was just a side of skis. Yeah. That's I, all. Oh, I'm you there. Know, I'm yeah. there, Mary. Mm-hmm. I loved Aquarius reference to Aja's Linda Evangelista speech. I mean, sure. again, we are continuing to see references, self-references to They, they almost feel seasons. deliberate. Like, yeah. Because this is a joke everyone's going to get. Right. It's yeah. almost like it, almost like in her notes for this scene that Aquaria got, it said, uh, you could walk down the runway with a diaper, right. dot, dot, dot. You right, know, that right. they kind of gave them these stamps. They, Maybe that's not true. Well, I, I don't think that that's totally off because when you look at the information that they gave Asia and the Vixen, it's so obviously Cracker and Aquarius. They didn't have to stretch for that. It yeah. was like the story that they told of these two people they were playing was so obvious. Right. And I think that this is a similar thing of like, they made it so obvious that that joke was there. Yeah. Almost as like a hint, like, Hey, try that. Maybe see if you can work that into your outline. Right. Um, you know, the only thing I would say against Eureka is that it didn't read female. And if we're going to call this a drag, I mean, sure, yeah. it does. No, it doesn't. A drag does not have to be female. Mm-hmm. But I'm wondering, like, w- was it okay that she was just this, you know, right, a baby, just this baby? Yeah. Um, and, I mean, and that's like literally like such a small 
kind of thing. And even as that's coming out of my mouth, I'm like, oh, wait, no, that really doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that she didn't read the same sexy baby. Right, right. Yeah. It's like sexy female baby. Because it could have been like the sexy big old boy baby, you Mm -hmm. know? Yeah. 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 It was, uh, I mean, I think that Aquaria was kind of like a B, but I think that Eureka actually did a pretty good job with this. Yeah. Uh, I think when when we talk about you show up with something and then you elevate it to the next level. What Eureka did so well is they got into that fight. I, I thought this was brilliant. And then uh, Aquarius says a thing about like, oh yeah, like he takes me everywhere. And then Eureka says, even the ball pit. And she, she, you know what I mean? She plays the joke up in a new way yeah. and takes it somewhere new. Cause we're like, I think, right. It could have just been like yelling back fighting, and forth, but yeah. she brought in the whole baby thing in a new way. Yeah. And I, I was, I mean, I, Sure, I'm not I'm not super team Aquaria this season or team Eureka or both of them, but I have to give credit where credit's due. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, and I'll give credit also to the fact that I could not do what she did. Mm-hmm. I could not come out there oh, naked. Oh, yeah, I kind I could of, not come out there naked. I was like, "All right, you Eureka." And she's like, "I already look like a big fat baby. I might as well like just own it." Yeah. Um, yeah. there is something about Eureka's owning of her size and you know she talks about this being body positivity, right. you know, and whatnot. There's something about that um it's just it's it's uh it's interesting to watch because I guess she's consistent with it. Yeah, you know what I mean. It feels like sometimes some people who are you know uh, really promoting body. She could, posi- have, she could have worn like a nighty. Right. But some people are promoting body positivity. There's still a lot of shame that they're contending with sure. at the same time. Oh yeah. And it doesn't feel that way with Eureka. I feel like she's like nope, really good with right, this. Right. This I'm is a not big girl. Act. Yeah. What do you want? Totally love the elephant it. queen. Yeah. yeah. It's just an interesting perspective to see. Yeah. That we don't see a lot of. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I love that. Um. Yeah, it, uh, it wasn't my favorite scene. My favorite scene was uh, Blair, Monique, yeah, and then maybe Cracker Mayhem, and then this one. I would say that's yeah, that's yeah. fair. Yeah. yeah, and then yeah, I guess the I guess I mean it was hard to watch Monet. Not well, not we love Monet. Apart. Yeah, I mean, we, I, mean yeah. I still it was like, what? but at the same yeah. time, like I love Asia. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, Monet was like, eh, safe. It's fine. <laughs> Don't worry about it. It's fine. She'll come back next week. <laughs> Leave her alone. It's fine. It's fine. Um, and, you know, but she did have the lip sync, oh, which well, I wasn't expecting. I really wasn't expecting. I could feel it coming, and I, but I was like, no, it's, it can't. It's not. It's going to be fine. It won't happen. It'll be somebody else. Sure. Um, sure. But uh, can we take a quick break, and then we'll get into the next act of this? There we go, Mary. All right, Mary. We are back 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 again um with uh the rest of this episode the bossy rossi show um you know we talked about the main thing for me that happens in the workroom which is vixen v eureka mayhem playing the peacekeeper we talked about that yeah Um, yeah that's all i have before the runway yeah okay Mm -hmm. great um so the runway i mean shania twain what are your thoughts on shania twain i always wonder if for our Marys listening, Colin and I have a inside joke where there are certain songs that come on and I'm like, I just want to imagine Colin listening to this song in a CVS. And just hating it. And hating it. Yeah. And being like, ugh, this song is on and I can't turn it off. Right. And I'm just here trying to figure out which checks mix I want to buy. <laughs> And I'm getting like I'm getting those first twangy notes of that don't impress me much. And it's like I have to make a choice. Honey nut checks, sanity. Honey nut checks. I get the honey nut checks. So she is one of those artists for you. Oh, oh, because I love Shania Twain. I think she's great. I love her voice. I think she's super talented. I think it's weird that she's Canadian. 
That's that was always so, and that yeah. she does country music, yeah. but like I guess country music can exist anywhere. Yeah, I think there's a huge uh, and you know we have you know you Canadian listeners know like Pam Taylor. <laughs> yeah, I'm in love with you guys, but and I'm sure that there's a country music scene up there. So let us know. Yeah, there's because there's so much country up there. Oh, I see. There's so mean. much country, but country came from like the blues. It came from a an idea in the South. It came from um, a, a type of form of song. Yeah, but I think then it became something. That was on the radio And everyone was listening to Yeah And so it's like You then kind of like Oh well I have a, something That's a version of that I don't know Yeah um, In terms of Shania Twain What do I think of her I mean I think in terms of the The legendary country goddesses That we've had on Drag Race From Tanya Tucker To Winona Judd To Leanne Rimes Kind of To Pam Ouch. Tillis yeah, Well Pam she's not Tillis. really super country She's okay. kind of a bunch of things But sure uh, Shania Twain I mean when you think about it It's like wow We have had a number of country yeah. queens And there's probably others Rue loves country Yeah Yeah um, Shania, I mean, I, I think that as an artist, I mean, I, I feel like during her prime, um, I guess what I've kind of always noted about her is it's very much like self-produced. You know, she and her husband were producing it. She kind of maintained the rights to her music. Like Amazing. she was like obviously super talented. Not my type of music. Not my kind of drag. That don't impress you much. It Mary? does not impress me much. Oh, um, man, I don't feel like a Shania Twain fan. She's okay. still not the so one. You're for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so you're Shania Twain. Yeah. Yeah. So you're Shania Twain. That's not how it goes. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's about as close as I'm going to get to it. Um, I uh, yeah, I felt like this episode though. She, it's like she didn't know what she got herself into. Yeah. We'll get to the reaction to yeah. Cameron, yeah. which was underwhelming. It's like, yeah. Um, but yeah, so no, she's here. And for, for me, I'm like, okay, this impresses me much. I'm like, mm -hmm. Shania Twain is on this show. That's a huge thing. Well, Definitely for RuPaul. Apparently, the, having... She has one of the draggiest songs ever, well, which having, they lip sync to. Having that song as a lip sync song, she the, she doesn't release the rights to her music. And that's why they've never had a Shania Twain song like American Idol. Right. And so this was a big deal because yeah. she doesn't do this. Right. Um, but yeah, she definitely seemed... I love that she was lip syncing along to her own song. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it was not as cringy as when the B-52s were doing it. Oh, I didn't mind that oh. either, Mary. <laughs> you are such a killjoy. No, there was this one <laughs> moment that like Fred, I think, oh, I can't remember his last name, was, there was this one line, they like cut to him lip syncing and it's like, it's just a, it's just an awkward moment. Big as a whale. Maybe is that a song you hate too? You probably hate watching people enjoying that song. Oh, more than hating the song itself. No, the video I love. Okay, but people like dancing at a wedding. Yeah, you don't and like, like that. You know, bang, like, oh yeah, bang, we bang. all know the lyrics to this to the chorus, and that's it. Yeah, like that kind of thing. It's there's a whole complex reason why that makes me so uncomfortable, and I won't go we into know, it we, here. We know the girl parts, Mary. Yeah, everybody knows the girl parts. But it's not that I'm a killjoy. I think that the abbreviated version of is like I can't help but see the like human elements of like like a lack of self because I'm so self aware at every moment because I just am so making sure that I don't ever embarrass myself or somebody doesn't like me. And so I'm always I'm sure attention. many queer and other people can you yeah know, relate to it. And so I always walk in this world that way and so when I see people who are unabashedly doing the running man in public I think they don't give a shit what nobody thinks and that just the Roger Rabbit yeah perhaps. and so instead of being like you're missing out Mary no instead of admiring it I have this reaction of like oh 
God, because it's like I just to me it's like oh. So it's not it's um it's free of judgment and more of like I can't even imagine. Yeah, like girl, this is a me problem. This is not a them problem. I just make it a them problem. Sure, right. This like, will stop it. This will apply when we get stop rollerblading. Yeah, when we get to the air guitar sure, later. Sure. Th- consider this uh, an act one gun. Um, um, so the runway looks. Uh, it was denim and dino- diamonds. Yeah. Um, I th- a lot of these looks were great. Yeah. Um, there were two that like just like killed me. Um, for me, the best look on the runway was the Vixen. Um, I mm-hmm. I thought it was gorgeous, so well executed. It fit her so well. I know that they were talking about this like cinch stuff, and I'm just yeah. like, okay, I'm sure it would look great, but like this is what we have. Yeah. Uh, and you know, again, I don't really know much about fashion, right. but like for her, it was the best. And then Monique. Uh, she stoned her life away. Oh my god! Uh, I she love do anything. I love the giraffe print. I don't know why nobody said brown chicken, brown cow. Right. Um, but <laughs> come yeah. on, where are you, Juju B? Yeah, yeah, she had a reveal. I mean, Monique is bringing it to the run, yeah. run, 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 She's run, runway. Doing the drag. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think Asia's was my favorite. I thought. Oh, the shredded denim. Because okay. I don't love denim. I mean, you know, it reminded me of like Gina Gershon from Showgirls. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Like there was that kind of like. Uh, kind of fashionable cowboy. Yeah, how you yeah. doing, darling? Yeah. yeah, I I don't love like in terms of this in this form. Like I I wear jeans, obviously, but I don't love denim as like a print. Okay, um, or as a fabric or whatever the hell it is because I don't know much about fashion. <laughs> I don't like it as a thing you wear. A textile. A textile, if you will. Um, and so to me, the looks that were most successful were the ones that kind of hit it, hit it, or or oh. no, I fixed it was the notes that I was taking. Oh, wow. Because to me, Asia like transformed it with yeah. the shredding and with the, there was acid washing. Whatnot, oh, it was great. And that was so cool. Yeah. Well, and Monique, she didn't, ha- she kept it on for a little while and then showed off yeah, everything no, beautiful underneath. Monique's yeah. another example. It didn't just look like denim. There was like more going on. I thought that Aquarius was similar. It reminded me of a Laganja look. Oh, really? There was some Laganja look that's very similar. It's just not that that matters. Aquaria always sells the runway. Oh, she's yeah. she's a she's been doing this since she was a kid. You can tell. Yeah, well, she's still a kid. Yeah, well, um, that's true. Um, Miss Cracker, I wrote yes, yes, yes. Yeah, again, this was the cracker I was looking for. Yeah, and she says like this. I think what was the line? She says this is this shows me in my fullest. Yeah, thought, model yeah. and moron. Yeah, yeah. Like, this is what I was expecting. I think it? I'm finally getting it. Mm-hmm. Um, I really love the hair. I thought yeah. the hair was like. Perfect. She had the gag of the teeth. Mm-hmm. It reminded me of like a Katia. Yep. I was just thinking of the reveal runway when Katia pulled the bangs off yeah. and showed her teeth. Right. And it, yeah, I I think there's a lot of similarities between Cracker and Aquaria. An Aquaria. A, a, a and, reveal doesn't have to be. Ah, oh, it can also be. Oh, ha, ha, ha. yeah. Yeah. So there's some similarities between Cracker and Katia that I'll talk about in nuance. But okay. I think. There's some things there that now make more sense. Oh, I see. Um, um, yeah, the mayhem. It was. It oh. was not my cup of chili. <laughs> chili. Because she's like, I don't know. It's not my cup of soup. But it's not my cup of. Oh, chili. Oh, not my cup of chili. Okay. Um. Uh. Yeah. Pink. Uh, you know the pink denim. I didn't think that was denim. Mary. I didn't think it was denim. And like I respect. And I don't know anything about fashion. Yeah, so. I respect that it was, but it's also like. What it makes me think of is season five. The first runway was like the trash into treasure. Sure. And their read of Ivy Winters was like, well, this doesn't look like it was ever trash. Right. This doesn't. And it's a great look. Yeah. But it doesn't look like it was ever trash. And this doesn't look like denim. So it's kind of like I want them to hide it, but don't obscure it. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, I felt like the note that I took, and I think I texted this to you and Amanda when we were watching, but Eureka just looks like a plus size Trixie. 
oh. with the hair and the makeup this episode and like the jumpsuit even. Okay. There was a moment like an untucked where I was like, oh my God. Oh, it yeah. Was... I mean, I guess I, I, I don't know. I don't really see it. Uh, oh, I thought yeah. she looked good. I thought she needed a bigger wig. Oh, yeah. I don't know. And it was the wig. It was that hair. I think Trixie's had similar hair. It was just like, oh. Oh, oh look at that. Look at you. <laughs> look at you. Look, look at the ducks. Oh, look at the ducks. Um, Cameron Michaels, someone's cup runneth over. It was great. I, and yeah. you know what? I think I enjoyed her runway because of the commentary, yeah. which sometimes happens. Um, yeah, she looked sexy and fine, and it was yeah. whatever. Real housewife um, of Nashville. Yeah, yeah, I think we can kind of move on, uh, unless you have any uh, anything to say. I mean, Monet, you know... She looked va va voom to me. Like oh. it was very like ooh, we hair and makeup. Seen this. Yes, hair and makeup was on point. But I think it was a good assessment. I mean, like it, the 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 chapless assless chaps, like they just didn't uh, they didn't fit because they were kind of folding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, were, think, they looked more like overalls that were cut. You know, I think it was it was some kind of fit thing because I mean. And I love you, Monet. But the note I took was sexy mechanic. But, sexy mechanic. Yeah, but oh, mostly sexy. Sign me up. Mostly sexy. <laughs> Bring oh, over that lug wrench. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Look under my yeah, hood, let's Mary. Let's rotate my tires. Ooh, yeah. I need an oil change. Yeah, right? Where's I that mean, dipstick? I think we need an oil change over yeah, here. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, sexy mechanic. Yeah, sexy. Yeah. So that is like not necessarily a dig. Um, it's just where I went with that. And I wasn't. And it was a toot for me, Mary. Oh, it was a shoot. Yeah. Um, uh, rev my engine. Yeah, right. Get out of my dreams. Get into my car. <laughs> um, oh God! Shut up and drive. Right? <laughs> yeah. Beep beep. Oh. So um, so anyway, uh, before I make a pulling the emergency brake joke. Uh, Stick shift, perhaps? Yeah, right. <laughs> I can ride stick. I can ride... I, for any mechanic. Absolutely. <laughs> can certainly ride stick. Um, can automatically do it. So, uh, so anyway. Uh, so, Asia, Blair, Cameron, Aquaria are safe. Right. And, you know, the only one that I put a star next to was Asia. And we'll talk about that in a little bit. But mm. I do want to talk about this awkward interaction with Cameron and Shania. It uh. was almost like Rupert... Like they, they, they were like, oh, we're going to do this. Mm-hmm. So know what you're going to say. And I think Cameron was prepared and knew yeah. what she was going to say. And then it was like, well, thank you. The pleasure's mine. Yeah. it remind- I was like, did you just respond to something that we didn't see? Right. It reminded me of in... Um- uh, absolutely fabulous, and uh, you know the, the British TV show. Right, like the first season. There, I think it's the first season. Um, there's an episode where Patsy goes on to some like TV show to talk about fashion. She works for, she's an editor of a magazine, and so she goes on to the show to um, talk about the latest trends. And I think, I think she's just either she's super like has super like stage fright in front of the cameras or the night before she I don't whatever it was she's like totally paralyzed and totally like freaked out the whole time and so every time she gets a compliment she'll she just kept saying yeah cheers thanks a lot yeah cheers thanks a lot yeah yeah yes cheers thanks a lot and uh and so do you think Shania was just kind of freaked out that's what this thing? felt like it was just like uh yeah yeah uh cheers thanks even a lot. on her what's the tea interview it seemed a little like I don't know if she knows what she's what where she is right now? Yeah, not that, not in any like cognitive way, but like I think she didn't realize what she got into. 
I, it wasn't quite are we on the same show, but I don't quite know what show she was right, on. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It, well, thank you. The pleasure's mine. Yeah. It's like she just like gave herself to you. Right, right. And we're trying to develop this character of Cameron. Yeah, so Shania, yeah. Could you like give us something? Yeah, right. Oh, poor Cameron. Throw us a bone, you know. Well, thank you. The pleasure's mine. Ugh. I think I'm just gonna say that now. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, thank you. The pleasure's you. mine. Yeah, you get some like lovely compliments. Pleasure's mine. Yeah. It was just kind of like. I know. Yeah, and then Cameron was like, and then I think Rue tried to like save <laughs> right, it. Right, right. She's, she's like, like trying to play it up. She did this. Yeah, like, like, you made did, a drag Shania. queen. Do you see yeah, it? Right. Shania's like, mm-hmm. well, uh, oops, oops. <laughs> yeah. If we hadn't already made that, don't impress me oops, much, so joke. My, yeah, right. That's right. what this was. <laughs> yeah. That was it. Oh, she's not still the one. No. Oh, yeah. My God. Ugh, and I can't think of any other Shania songs. Oh, that's okay, Mary. Yeah. Nobody expects you to. Thank so. you. <laughs> Well, thank you. Well, thank you. This has you. been another uh, Montessori-styled episode of All Right, Mary. <laughs> That's okay. Whatever you know is what you know. Learn through play. <laughs> well, I, I I went through Montessori. Did you? Yes. I didn't do Montessori. I went through Montessori, and I also uh, am, you know, obviously a teacher, so I understand a lot about Montessori. Mm-hmm. A brilliant way to bring a kid into the world of education. Sure. I don't know much about it. I just, it's a punchline okay. that I Oh, pulled. you don't know much about no, it? No, it, it's like how RuPaul always... You gonna poke the bear and then run? Ugh, Is that what you yes. It's like how RuPaul <laughs> uses Tuckahoe as, like, his go-to kind of, like punchline for like towns and things oh okay i go to montessori as like my go-to of like <laughs> hippy cer- dippy yeah of a certain like oh, sit whatever. down family yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly safe yeah. spaces you yeah. know what i will say i remember learning how to write my name because of montessori hmm. yeah. i just learned that in catholic school but hey like <laughs> well all, all kinds of places you learned it under fear i learned it under you know play yeah so yeah fine. so that's I where I, I learned the phrase bon appetit you may eat even though it's mispronounced it mm-hmm. was good for kids yeah. Yeah. Well, we pronounced it correctly. <laughs> yeah. um, no, that would make sense because they do a very tense handwriting. So clearly, the fear of God is informing it. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, yeah. Oh God, you couldn't even thread a needle. <laughs> um, showgirls. Okay, so the tops are Cracker, Monique, and Eureka. The bottom is Monet, Mayhem, and Vixen. I would have put Asia in the bottom over probably uh, Mayhem. Yeah, you know, I think it it just comes down to what I saw with this was like this was so much more about the TV show. This was like there was yeah. there was so much more they were going to get out of Asia. There was so much more they were going to get out of the Vixen. Right. And to be fair, I mean, you know, Mayhem is great, but like the Vixen did ask for it. She's like, yeah, I kind of want to get some feedback. She, she said, I want the full experience. <laughs> yeah. yeah, which is an interesting way to look yeah. at it. But I think when you really look at Mayhem, and of course we're looking at the edited version, but you know, the story that they were able to tell with Mayhem. Sure. I don't know if they had much else to tell. Yeah, I get that. So if her performance was great, she could stay in the competition. But if it's yeah, not, and even in Untucked, Asia was like, you know, I'm, I'm just not, I'm not feeling the fever. Yeah. For Mayhem, I, I kind of disagree. I thought that her lip sync was fantastic. Mm-hmm. I thought that her first look was that she won was really, really, mm-hmm. you know, innovative. Well, I guess it was, and I also love her energy, Colin. I thought last week's runway was great, where she had the, the eyes, and mm-hmm. she, I mean, a lot of her looks were really great. Yeah. So I, I. I you know, it was interesting to see her go home this early. I thought perhaps there'd be a couple others that left. I think when there's so many strong queens, I like mean, this, it is like insane. So, so for someone, it's kind of like, yeah. I mean, if you look at who's here, she probably was 
the next to go just in terms of what the output is yeah i mean i guess i mean a, a cameron's runway looks are making up for a lot of lack mm-hmm. of kind yeah. of connection and story with the audience um but i do think that you know there's monet is on the bottom again yeah um and but she is so entertaining in the workroom so it just goes to yeah. say that, that you know I mean, this is what Alexis talked about. You're in a competition, but you're also making a reality show. Right. And while like, they're probably framing that for the contestants more is like, you have to recognize, like, we're we're going to be asking you questions and we're going to need that information. Yeah. There's also just, like, the, the production of it is like, okay, like, this is a queen we need to keep in because she's part of the dynamic. If you take that ingredient out now, yeah. it's we're going to be missing something that we need. Yeah. So I, yeah, that makes sense. I get it. They, they need a lot of material to keep the show going for another 10 episodes. You yeah. Know? And then, and they've identified already the Queens that have more material to give. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, that being said, I mean, I feel like the episode started with Monet just feeling like clobbered, just be like right. when she first walks into the, the workroom in the right. beginning. Yeah. She's like, oh, Never what, loved what, a what a dusty right. It's like, oh, God. Uh, and then I feel like she was like right back in that spot here because oh, yeah. you could tell that she oh, knew God. from her critique. She's like, I'm in the bottom. <sighs> Fuck. And then it's like hours of, of critiques because, right. you know, that takes forever. Yeah. Um, so it was. Yeah. I mean, I knew at that point I was like, oh, man. I think this is it. And I think, again, Monet brings production. She brings gags. She brings comedy. I also think that there's no doubt that if she was given a ballad or something other than like a cheesy country song, mm-hmm. like she she could do it. Oh, Because yeah. like, honestly, you get a cheesy country song. And I say cheesy. People love that song. But you have to admit, like there's like a tongue in cheek aspect to it, especially mm-hmm. if it's a drag competition yeah. and men in dresses lip syncing to man. I feel like a woman mm-hmm. like it is like throwing a bone of like we want this to be funny. Of course. And so mayhem. You know, she does her big move, her cartwheel, which we've already seen. Mm. She does a kick, but she doesn't have any comedy. And she's taking it very kind of seriously. Mm-hmm. And she didn't get the joke yeah. that you were supposed to bring it somewhere else. And it was just perfect for Monet. Yeah. Because she played to her strength and she pulled focus. Mm-hmm. There, it was just no doubt in my mind that even as ridiculous as she looked at the end, that was the joke. That was perfect. Yeah. Well, I think that, you know, Mayhem kind of got the hint at the last second. I'm like, oh, I better, I better make a joke. But, oh, yeah, you know, Mo- Monet really started from the, from the beginning. I mean, when she took the wig off and there was that kind of mask femme motorcycle situation. Oh, right. Oh, God, you can't do this to me. Like, oh, like, you didn't like? No, that? it was so hot. Like, it was just, oh. like, it was just this like gender fuck sexy moment where she was. I was just like, she was just this like hot lesbian. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, she was like a hot lesbian. And I was yeah. just like, oh my god, you just you, you keep bringing it. The exchange <laughs> rate keeps going up. She was like Gina Gershon in Bound. It yeah. was just like, oh, she was just doing this. Yeah, I mean, it was just incredible. Here you are Jennifer Tilly coming up to his motorcycle. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I it, I was just like, where's Climb the finger banging scene? Yeah. <laughs> Can I watch? So, um, I and you know, and I love hearing the queens cheering in the background. Oh my god! Somebody sent us that super clip or super cut. Is of, the cracker dancing? Yes. Oh my god! Just that cracker is dancing. so funny. And she's and that I think that's how I when I fell in love with cracker. I was oh, like, okay. you little goose back there. <laughs> you little goose. Yeah, um, she's a fan. She's great. Yeah, and she that of her she's friend. a sister. You know, she's a sister. Yeah, yeah. and I mean, I love the 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 gag that of the spraying of the hair. Yeah. Okay. It was great. She was ripping things off. Yeah. She, the joke is they're not. Not women, yeah, and yeah. 
the song is man i feel like a woman like that's the joke right and so she went there and i i know that there might be people that read like oh you're not supposed to look like that at the end of a lip sync it's like no 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 that's the joke yeah Mary. yeah that's and sometimes joke, that's what you got to do yeah and it's like i i definitely thought like was there a moment where Monet realized, oh shit, these pants? Right. Oh shit. How do I get these I off? I'm just going to have to waddle. I'm going to have to make <laughs> Which it made work. made it even better yeah. for me. Because then, then what I realized is I, it seemed like she got herself, because we didn't see it, but she got herself a little bit across the stage and then realized, I'm going to just have to hold this spot and sell it with this face. Yeah. And then she did. Yeah. And uh, even if, let's say, let's say this, you know, RuPaul didn't like this, mm -hmm. the idea of sending Monet home before mayhem is actually a bad move because Monet knows how to talk to a camera. Yeah. Not that Mayhem doesn't, because I actually love Mayhem's talking heads. There's just more story with Monet, mm -hmm. and there's more interactions, and people, other people, other queens on the show use her yeah. to interact with. Like right. her interaction with Eureka last week with the donkey kick. Mm -hmm. and, I mean, there's just a lot. Yeah, she there's, there's a necessary energy that she brings to the structure of the group yeah. and the structure of the story that the show's telling. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, Trixie's talked about, like, being the narrator of the season is about coming up with really quick clever ways to describe what's happening in the room right. and giving them sound bites right and if you're if you're good at that like that's what they need yeah and then you um, have monique commentating on or like a peppermint commentating like mm -hmm. i cannot believe we are here right yeah now. exactly yeah. exactly um i cannot believe what they are asking us to do well speaking of things i could not believe they were asking me to watch so <laughs> let's just i know i have to say i lived for the marys who just like immediately oh got my on God, twitter Kiki. and they were like yeah. colin we feel so bad for you <laughs> Two because, weeks in a row. Yeah. I mean, the, I could not believe, I could not believe it. it. Well, the well, the irony. And you flood your basement yeah, for Monet. The irony that the queen who could do no wrong in my book does the thing that I'm like, oh come on. So I have to know. How, okay, I have to know. How does it feel when you're you're crushing on someone your and they do? Yeah, yeah, your love is. I said, well, I said, okay, you know, let's look at the facts because because fortunately, Untucked gave me a slow mo version in case. <laughs> I didn't get it once. I got a nuanced slow-mo version. <laughs> and, you know, again, a slow-mo of Monet is not a bad thing. Oh, fuck I'm yeah. happy to spend fuck time. Yeah. But the arrogance... So here's the thing. <laughs> here's the thing. Uh, you know, on the journey of love. No, so You don't know why the caged <laughs> no, bird uh, yeah, sings, I don't know darling. Why. No, so I, 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 anal I, I analyzed this. So I was like, okay. If let's compare it to Yuha, you know, like that was just like that was three times. It was over and over. Strumming. Strumming. Strumming is problematic. There's strumming. There's biting your lower lip. Right. There's there's like acting like this is effort. And <laughs> and I will give it to Monet. She kept the strumming minimal. Sure. The mouth was kind of funny. I it was like, more like picking instead yeah. of strumming. And yeah. she was kind of playing a character. Her hair was in her eyes. Listen, I'm gonna apologize for Monet all day. <laughs> I'll apologize all day because she can do whatever she wants if it's going to get her further in this competition. There you go, Mary. But like, you know. Do you hear that? Do you hear that? We found Colin's weakness for air guitar. It, Have it be someone that he wants going further in the competition. If Sasha Valore decided that like this was how she was going to win, I have to just say fine. Sure. Fine. Sure. If Shangela, if Kennedy, mm -hmm. yeah. If they're going to do that, then fine. But, um, you know, it's something that I think Monet are gonna, and I are going to talk about. You know, we're just going to kind of. <laughs> 
work it out. We're going to recognize like my damage in this situation. Oh my God. I would love it if Monet made some video of just air guitaring in his apartment uh, and send it to you. I mean, <laughs> I just want to see your reaction. Yeah, right. It would be, I'd be simultaneously like gooped and gagged. <laughs> It would, I would, I think I would just like pass out because it would just be like this extreme of both ends. I'd be so happy and so dismayed at the same time. At least it wasn't air sax, Mary. Uh, thank God. <laughs> and listen, I don't know what happens next in the season, Monet, but if you do end up in the bottom again and air saxophone becomes an option, I hope that you didn't take it. Monet, I hope you do air sax at your next live show. <laughs> Where's the fire door? I'm out. I can't even find the regular door. Oh, well, I am, you know, not, I'm not as cringy as with air guitar as you are, Colin. But I, I do, whenever I see it, I'm like, oh, Colin. I mean, listen, when it happened, I laughed so hard because I was just like, of course. Yes, yes. This is so perfect. Yes. Um, and I, yeah, people's responses were so funny. Anyway, your, your astronaut's wife. Yes. Oh, God. I know. <laughs> No, yeah, that was that was a stressful mission. Yeah, um, I, you know, Monet looked very surprised to be picked. Like there was this moment of like, oh, oh, she was surprised. She seemed a little surprised. Um, I mean, I guess there's no way of knowing, right? Yeah. Um, but then there's that shot of her when she goes to the back and like Cracker and Monique like are like hugging her, and someone on Reddit commented it was like it was like she her two moms, her two lesbian moms had picked her up <laughs> and it said like, um, Monet will not be lip syncing anymore, Mister RuPaul. <laughs> And it was so funny. Yeah. They were just like, no, we're done with this. And they all get into their like hybrid Honda yes, and drive right, home. Right, 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 yeah. right. They have, you know, Capri Suns in the car yeah, waiting organic, for Monet. Yeah. Annie's Capri Suns. Yeah. With her, you know, invisible uh, see through backpack. Right. Of course. Of course. Yeah. And all of her nut free snacks. God forbid an allergen, you know? Um, that dust gets in the air. Third grade is canceled. Oh, God. <laughs> Oh, um, and then the last note I just had, you know, was that mayhem was really like a class act to the end. Oh, and I for think, sure. Oh, to yeah. the end. Mm -hmm. And to fun fact, end. she has the exact same track record as Morgan in season two. Oh, yeah. There was um, was that a Reddit user who was also mentioning that somebody yeah. also tweeted us about it, about um, Monet getting a Raven edit in the sense mm -hmm. that she had to lip sync twice yes. early and yes. they were both country themed. Uh, that made me very hopeful. Yeah, it made me very hopeful, yeah, too. Yeah. Um, yeah. And there was there's also other connections mm -hmm. uh, with season 10 with past queens, too. There's a whole Reddit article. I'll, I'll oh, tweet it out. Well, all right. Um, Reddit on Reddit. Oh, right on Reddit. Yeah. Um, I I thought I. I Definitely teared up when she was reading the notes. Oh, God, she just fell apart. She's like, oh. I have to read all of these? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, when she was just like sitting at the table crying. Yeah. And I get it, right? Oh, no, my God. You're like, yeah. oh, the journey's just about to start, but it also just ended. You know? Right, right. The yeah. trial by fire just ended. Yeah, and yeah. it's like, it's got to be like when people are planning their wedding and then the wedding day happens and it just flies by. And they're right. Like, oh, my God, did I enjoy that at all? Did yeah. I eat? Of course you did. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Um, you're supposed to have sex the morning of the wedding because you're so tired at the yeah, end. Yeah, I get that. And the, the romance of like, oh, we're going to have sex on our wedding night is actually more intimate and not about fucking. Yeah, right? Like, I, like oh, I, we're going to relax in this bath that, you know, the maid of honor made up for us and yeah. put rose petals. It's like, yeah, let's just relax and eat chocolate. Yeah, and maybe yeah. order. Well, <laughs> Sorry, I had to throw that in yeah. there. <laughs> I'm going to sign a prenup about that. Um, it's problematic. <laughs> Best. Um, I was thinking, yeah, we're, you know, order some food. I, certain, like, maybe, you know. Because you probably didn't eat during. Yeah. So, yeah, smoke you a know, little smoke a little pot, yeah. order some pizza, put on some, like, an easy movie. Drag race. Put on some drag race. Yeah, some drags. Just, like, you know, take a shower, air dry, 
you know, and lay in bed. And Colin, if you ever have a wedding, I hope that, you know. I hope this is what happens. I, I hope that you tweet about it later. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're in bed. No one farted. The pizza well, just arrived. I got it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It happened. It yeah. happened. Yeah. Um, so anyway, Mary, uh, maybe we can do Untucked. And I don't have much for Untucked. Yeah. No, we, I can fold it into some other ideas. Yeah. yeah. Into uh, nuance. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I think that's all I got for this episode. Yeah. This was a good episode. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I laughed out loud. Mm-hmm. It was funny. I got um, some resolution in the conflict from last week. Yeah, I got to see and hear more of Vixen's story, more of Eureka's story, a little bit of Cameron's story. Yeah, I got reminded that Cameron was in the competition. <laughs> yeah. I liked seeing Sweet a little, little lady. Sweet little lady. I liked seeing a little bit more of her talking head because out of drag, he's just got this dewy nose that I just live for. Uh-huh. Uh, it, it's. I think I saw a video he did of like. It was like a makeup tutorial of like boy makeup. And it's just kind of like, you know, what he just wears when he's right, just doing his right, boy right. drag. And he oh, like. Some of his looks are amazing. Yeah, he's. I, he's I, really talented. I feel like we might like be Like Dragula type talent. Yeah, yeah. Know? But this one that he did of like the boy makeup, he was like, you know, trying to contour his nose smaller. And I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, why are you re-gifting? Like, yeah, right. You're real. Yeah. <laughs> The Lord gave you a diamond, and you're like, eh. Oh, I you know. know. It's I, like uh, Zachary Quinto's nose. Right? Oh, right? oh I just, a mm. nose. Oh, God bless him. A nose nose. A nose nose. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> knows what I mean? Oh, uh, no one knows. Yeah, Nobody sni- knows. I'm just not kidding. <laughs> Anyway, Marys, if you have any thoughts on this past week's episode, anything at all, please reach out to us via email at allrightmarypodcast at gmail.com. Or you can follow us on Twitter and see some of these GIFs and Reddit things that we pass along. Um, Or you can find us on the web at www.allrightmary.com. And we'd love to hear your thoughts. And Twitter's at allrightmary. I don't know if you said that. Oh, I think so. Well, it bears repeating. Does it? Um, And speaking of All Right Mary, you know, if you want to take your marrying to the next level, you know what you can do. You can become a Matreon. Oh. And that means you're one of our subscriber Marys who has access to one bonus episode every single week. And the backlog. And and, if you sign up now, you, you immediately get like... 17 additional episodes of All Right, Mary. Yeah, to just, you know, including binge while you're at work, while on a yeah. drive. Yeah. She-Devil. We just posted She-Devil. Yeah. Uh, this week is Mannequin. 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 Yeah. Um, which <laughs> which is great. Yeah, that was surprisingly relevant. Um, and uh, yeah, so if you want to get on board with that, you just go to patreon.com backslash All Right, Mary. I mean, Estelle Getty. Sorry, Mary. Estelle, Every time. I know. It's I'm like just, you have this subconscious thing. I'm just so excited. Estelle Getty's in Mannequin. You know, she People is. forget about that. Estelle Getty, Meshach Taylor. Yeah. Oh, Leslie Stahl. No. Um, <laughs> that's such like a deep cut. I feel like I'm, it's a joke with myself. Right. Um, and so uh, there's that. And then, of course, there's iTunes. Um, you can head over to iTunes and you can leave a positive rating and a positive review and let other potential Marys out there know that this is a podcast worth their time, talent, and energy. Oh, yeah. 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 Woo! Woo. Lady Turquoise. (laughs) (laughs) That's not it at all, but... All right, Mary. So uh, our last chance lip sync, Mm -hmm. uh, I think is very appropriate... Maybe for this week, maybe. Maybe we're hedging our bets. Maybe. But, uh, we're hoping that one queen doesn't have to lip sync anymore. Sure. We're hoping that some queens can can find some common ground. Yeah. We're hoping that the dog days of season 10 are over. Woof. Woof. <laughs> you have that dog a bone. Yeah, this is, I think, a great uh, lip sync opportunity. It's yeah. very dramatic. Mm-hmm. Um, and surely queens have done this before. We know that. Sure. But... 
it's always worth highlighting. Like this song, this is a great this lip is a great sync lip song. song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is of course "Dog Days Are Over" by Florence and the Machine. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, so, I always say Florence Henderson and the Machine. Oh sure, I think she'd appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, so that's it for us. Uh, we will see you in nuance. Night. Night.